Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's least chill work. And it doesn't really matter if I give away any spoilers anymore. <laughs> I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering the epilogue. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know what kind of animal Sheridan uses as her boon companion and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be spoilers for the whole damn thing. Oh my goodness gracious, I cannot believe it. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <sighs> How do you wild. feel? How uh, does it feel? I'm excited to go into the Pact Spoilers channel and read everything. Not everything, but like, I mean, yes, everything. <laughs> um, just yeah, like it's weird knowing that I know as much as anyone else does about Pact. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Except, I guess Wildbo probably knows more, but you know, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, you could just like search your name as people being like, "Oh, it's hilarious," and Malia, blah 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 blah. <laughs> Why is it this was so dumb? <laughs> I haven't seen anything like that. It's just been like, wow, Malia sure. was really close on, the, or blah, 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 you know. Uh, all right. I mean, let's see. So I do have a tangent thing. So oh, yeah, I'm wondering if it. I should talk about that. Because, you know, that's about this podcast. We have to mm -hmm. have a tangent thrown in every now and then. Um, okay. So <laughs> this is really random. But you know how, like, there have been, I think this is kind of older now, but they've been trying to make, like, a scary, like, Winnie the Pooh type of movie, like Hundred Acre Wood. Have you heard of that? It sounds awful. It's, I mean, it's just stupid. It's like, um, yeah, they're, yeah, it's just trying to make. Um, I thought we were past trying to make things edgy. Like Winnie the Pooh is sacred. Oh hell no! If they can make money, <laughs> they are gonna make stuff edgy. Okay. Um, at least I thought that was what it was called. Um, scary Pooh movie. P O O H. Have to spell that properly. Okay, it's called Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. Oh my god, <laughs> so stupid! It's a joke, right? It sounds like a joke. Uh, okay, so it's after Christopher Robin abandons them for college. Pooh and Piglet embark on a bloody rampage as they search for a new source of food. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so um, shockingly on. IMDb, it's a 2.9 out of 10 stars. So wait, this um, exists? It's This exists. Okay. Um, It's not yet rated, Uh, which I don't know. It says, yeah, I guess after like Christopher Robin leaves, they're angry and abandoned and the two become feral. After getting a taste for blood, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet set off to find a new source of food. <laughs> Just what the fuck? <sighs> okay, so... Um, yeah, so, uh, the, the main feature review, just the title says contender for worst movie of the decade, <laughs> which like perfect. Um, so yeah, um, I was just, well, I, I was assuming you'd heard about that, which I guess you hadn't, nope. which I think is fine. Cause you know, it just <laughs> seems fucking terrible. Um, but I had an idea for the next Disney horror film. Oh, okay cool actually cool go and this is because i was looking at a bottle of wine that i bought it's called omen and mm -hmm. you know what 
you get when you spell omen backwards, Malia? Nemo. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the ocean's really scary, so... The ocean's okay. scary. And, yeah, I could, like, like you know... <laughs> I mean, already, like, the title would be, like, Finding Nemo, but it'd be, like, shown in some reflection, and then it's, like, oh, <laughs> And then have to be a creepy version of, like, the, just keep swimming. Oh, God. <laughs> just keep swimming. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just feel like, you know, that's all the ideas I have for that, but... Um, I just thought of that. I was like, yep, Nemo is going to be the next spooky uh, Disney ripoff film. Yeah. Except probably not because they, like, ha- they didn't have like the copyright or whatever anymore. That's why they could use it. Or the um, I don't know. I think that there's weird and confusing levels of copyright in intellectual property. Um, but essentially... At least some version of Winnie the Pooh is, I believe, in the public domain. Well, they're taking full advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird... I don't know. Just opens up a whole bunch of potential genres for Winnie the Pooh that, like... You don't need any... You don't need anything except for, like, good old child-friendly Winnie the Pooh. Okay? Agreed. Don't get all that other weird shit in here. Because you're just going to get... Like, I mean, I honestly feel like a 2.9 is a pretty generous rating from what it sounds like. Like, that's pretty nice. It's, it sounds bad. Oh, it sounds so bad. Um, oh, my gosh. Um, like, uh, I'm, I, there's, are, are there any Halloween movies that you're um, looking forward to seeing? I'm not really a Halloween movie person. Um, Even like Hocus Pocus? I never saw the second one yet. I still haven't seen the second one either. Maybe something like that. Um, I like Hocus Pocus. Um, and yeah, Halloween Hocus Town was great. fun. Um, so yeah, just the like the not scary actually... Halloween movies. Young are... Frankenstein. That's a classic. Oh yeah, that's fun. Okay, I, the one I every t- every like every Halloween, which I I mean I saw, I can't watch this around my kids, obviously still, but because it's you know they're too they're too little for it. Um, but I feel like it's not Halloween unless I see Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Malia, have you I seen that? I don't know that I've seen that. Oh my gosh, Malia. It's the best. It sounds great. It's the best. Have, have, has anyone told you about this movie? Like, I don't remember details, but I feel like I have heard of it. It has, um, what's his name? Uh, Alan Tudyk is one of the main oh, characters in it. Fun. So it's basically like these two like hit guys that like... <laughs> They live in the woods and they keep just having this like terrible shit happening around them, which like, okay. So it's like, there's a bunch of like stupid teenagers or like college students or something that are camping in the woods. And they basically are like, um, you know, shit just keeps happening to where like stuff keeps happening to the teenagers, um, the college students around them. And they're like, okay, I'm not doing a good job explaining this, but like. (laughs) Hold on. Let me just see if I can get a synopsis of this. I'm like, I'm not. Okay. So this is, okay. This is much better, at least than what I was trying to say. Um, Affable hillbillies, Tucker and Dale are on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin when they are mistaken for murderers by a group of preppy college students. Shit. (laughs) It's like, like, and they're like really nice guys. (laughs) And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's really, really funny. Um, it can get a bit gory in certain parts, but it's 
it's pretty fucking funny. You don't look convinced, but <laughs> it's so good. No, yeah. I mean, that sounds solid. It's pretty solid. <sighs> All right. I guess we're going to have to do this, and then it means that it's going to be done, <laughs> which is fucking weird, but we're going to do it. So We're going to do it. The last chapter summary that I've packed. We follow a cool mo- motorcycle dude and his bird friends who we have definitely never seen before. <laughs> All right, Malia, what did you think of this chapter? Um, I feel a lot of feelings. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I read these chapters twice because the first time I read it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like really thinking that I would have some idea of what the fuck happened. And I guess uh-huh. like... The biggest answer is almost certainly answered, right? Like, the biggest question is almost certainly answered, right? Like, Blake is alive. Um, mm-hmm. And Blake is the main character of this story. And if Wild Bo has taught me one thing about Pact, it is that it, it is Blake's story. And so this is a very fitting epilogue in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when Pale was announced, if I had read Pact and I had heard... By the way, I'm going to not talk about Pact in any way, shape, or form, like, as much as I can help it. I'd be, like, so mad. Because <laughs> it's not just, like, oh, haha, there's a fun reference. It's, like, what the fuck happened to all of those people? Like, is Penelope Duchamp alive? I don't know. Is, did Ty and Tiff make it? Like, it is, is Rose okay? okay like it's just like everything basically except that like blake evan and green eyes exists at our friends and seem to be living some version of their best lives and we don't go to jacob's bell that's all i know (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's funny thinking about how many just like the question of like who the lord of toronto is in 2020 when musser takes over like no idea like absolutely And so um, I can see why it could have been bad for large sections of the community to be like frothing over Pact while Pale is being written. Yeah. But I I really hope that the next other verse story doesn't shy away from Pact or Pale. Um, I mean, the next other verse story might happen 10 years after Pact. And it would be nice to know just, you know, I... I want to, is Rose okay? Like, I want to know so many things. Mm -hmm. And we maybe never will. Um, And so I was, like, kind of upset the first time I read it. But then the second time I read it, I was like, this was actually really great and beautiful. And I am, I think, really happy for Blake and Evan and Green Eyes. Um, And it is Blake's story. So on my second read through i was like no this is a really good ending i just wish there was more between last chapter and now (laughs) yeah (sighs) Uh, what a story i know it's pretty wild stuff Mm -hmm. all right so we have our super cool motorcycle guy that like totally tripped like tricked everybody (laughs) who read this (laughs) yeah i think i was i didn't really think that this was blake but also but i thought like like maybe it was like a sort of a flashback or like a different universe or like something weird right because like yeah like i mean i wanted this to be ambrose and alexis um somehow um like 
I mean, Blake and Green Eyes is also nice. Like, there are various versions of who it would be nice to see on these motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wildo draws out saying this dude's name for a long time. Um, and maybe some people for a moment thought, oh, he found some chick named Deidre. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it. I do think that like it really helps you get in the mindset of Blake um, because like I think these are the things that Blake also loves about motorcycles. Um, yeah. And that Evan loves about motorcycles. And so that was fun. Kind of like, like Dominic isn't Blake. And so the things that Dom is thinking and feeling are like not exactly what Blake is thinking and feeling, but like this is like the most self-nourishing activity that Blake had pretty much. And you get a sense of why, mm-hmm. um, which is fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, this seems like he seems like a cool dude. He's he's driving along. He's, you know, careful. He's thinking about the cars. He's thinking about how he's not like the cars. He's thinking about how annoying it is that all the cars are slowing down because they're trying to look at that like ghost town. Um, he's thinking about how he needs to like make sure that Deidre is following him. Um, mm-hmm. And he thinks about the trees a lot. I didn't count, but the trees are mentioned like seven or eight times as like, oh, they planted all these fucking trees so that we can't see the town. Weird. And it made me know. think, it made me think like, did the trees just like pop up like very quickly because of like innocence, you know, like was like, was it just like, like very accelerated growth or something? Because <laughs> it's, it seems like these trees are here to protect innocence but it Mm -hmm. also seems like these trees are this weird like horror movie device like like it almost feels like like presumably i mean i don't know what jacobsville looks like right that's part of the fun of this i guess but presumably Mm -hmm. it just looks like abandoned and maybe there's a sinkhole and like you know and like especially to innocence innocent people it's it's probably looks like mundane relatively um and so, like, the trees are hiding that, but the trees are also hiding you if you are dumb enough to push past them and go into this town, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's that moment later where they're like, let's go see the ghost town. It'll be fun. And Blake and Evan are like, fuck y'all. Absolutely not. Don't do this. <laughs> um, and, like, you know, you see the world wherein these are, like, horror movie victims who make a stupid choice and, like... Mm-hmm follow curiosity and like get murdered horribly by whatever sort of boogeyman are like crawling around your spell um and yeah like the trees i was gonna um, say you know this does uh actually does highlight like a huge silver lining about like all everything that happened uh-huh. right obviously you know you know like the big abyss sinkhole and all this stuff this is obviously really good for the environment <laughs> If it sprouted up a fuckload of trees like that, like, damn, maybe that's the answer, right? Like, maybe this is the answer to all of our other problems. Like, the abyss, yeah. Like, and the abyss is about recycling. Wow. It really has come full circle, guys. It's the green agenda. It's the green agenda. (laughs) Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I was going to say, in a way, it does remind me of, like, the pandemic where, like, you know, three or so months into shutdown, Mm -hmm. there were all these, you know, just reports of, like, like, increased, like, squirrels and trees, various things, and everyone was, like, nature's, like, 
reclaiming like its space like blah 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 like after you know several months of humans just like not really yeah and um yeah that makes me think of that yeah i mean i bet nature's not getting too close to all that shit but at least you know like you know i don't think a lot of squirrels are trying to get real close to that abyssal hellhole but i wonder what an abyssal squirrel looks like it's like a a really fucked up squirrel yeah like a squirrel that's been like chewed up and spit out <laughs> like 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 like, does it, like probably like a squirrel that has rabies except probably like yeah, worse somehow yeah 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 abyssal squirrels have rabies like worse they have abyssal rabies Ew. which is the worst kind of rabies and rabies <laughs> is already fucking like pretty much as bad as you can get <laughs> mm-hmm. and rabies shots hurt really 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 bad have you had not, a rabies shot? No, but I've given them. Oh. Yeah. It's not about, and just in case you're thinking, of, it's not about my technique. No. <laughs> they actually uh, are yeah. known I to know hurt some, Yeah, some badly. shots hurt more. Yeah. As, um, if you have an actual bite, so if you like just have, um, and you have to forgive me, it's been a while since I've have I've given any rabies shots or anything like that. But like, for, as I recall, you have to give like, I want to say, like four different shots just if you're well exposed that's not including if you have a bite if you have a bite you actually have to get shots around the bite what's exposed that's not being bitten if you're so like basically if you're having like some questionable well i think it's like just if you've if you've been um in close vicinity with like an animal that's been acting rabid or like if you've if there's like been maybe like a raccoon or bats or something living in your attic and you've gotten too closer um a lot of times they'll have you just get rabies shots just to make sure that you don't get it because once you get it that's it can't do anything you know um yeah i had a patient once where they just didn't know what the hell was going on with him and so they gave him rabies shots just to like rule it out (laughs) which it's like i'd feel like that wouldn't have helped (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it had been but they were just like i don't know <laughs> we're just gonna give you rabies shots so i don't and i'm not sure what happened because uh i don't think i yeah i don't remember I, I think i was off for a while after that but <laughs> anyway i'm sure they had a better rationale than what i understood it to be <laughs> i mean if it could help like if it, you know but the I thing is know. like once you start having symptoms then it's kind of too it's late too late you know so uh but it's i guess it's like it's not gonna hurt right so um <laughs> uh anyway but yeah those are not fun shots no not that any shots are fun but those are like really not fun um uh, yeah but abyssal rabies yeah can't do anything about that <laughs> uh, but recycling right guys recycling and trees yeah, do you think they're like secret abyssal trees? It's too late. Yeah, before the abyss is like, fuck you. <laughs> do abyssal trees still produce oxygen? I'm gonna just say I hope so because come on, I feel like yeah. they probably. I'm just like, I mean, you stuff, know what? But boogeymen breathe. I don't know. It's about recycling. I know most of you are probably like, no, but look, it's about recycling. <laughs> okay, I'm fully embracing the green message. <laughs> so, so there yeah um but yeah one thing that's fun about this is that like there's a roadside like snack booth um near this ghost town 
and it's like why <laughs> um i like to think that it's the ice cream owner shop owner and they're just like you know what i was here to provide and- treats and god damn it i will continue to provide treats as close <laughs> as i can like uh, i mean it seems like people are like really interested and like checking this place out and for you know yeah. road trips and whatever it's nice to have like stops so it's not the weirdest thing but i really just want the story of these people and like why are you here and like was this booth here before like what is kind of like uh, what if it's like some kind of like a vendor boogeyman and that's how like they're like well we live right there anyway <laughs> we should come out make some yummy food go back yeah. so, like what or or like what if it's something like um i mean i know they're ghouls but like chloe and nibble were like nibble just has to watch tv you know <laughs> what if like there's some deal or like they just need to serve a bunch of ice cream she need to be a fry cook <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, um. that's probably not it <laughs> but, yeah. i mean yeah it's like it's it, yeah it does make sense if, if, if it's like um a ghost town or something that's getting a lot of people visiting it makes good business sense to just set up something right there for people to get refreshments yeah and i mean he describes other people being here there's like a family with their children in the water like it seems like it's doing good business i just don't get it um but um it is nice um i wonder why wildbow or i guess why dominic doesn't think the name of the town i feel like they pass a sign at one point that's been like blocked and knocked over and stuff but it feels like it's just sort of like oh yeah the ghost town maybe water contamination but no one is ever Mm -hmm. like jacob's bell um i would think practice shenanigans i guess um because it wasn't very big anyway right so it just it almost feels like this weird layer of like i don't know i think part of me is afraid that this isn't blake and evan and green eyes and we are some like random other location that would be really funny like although just came out and was like yeah no like i just wanted to make a random short story and like just i mean it's, just, like, it, it's definitely blake and evan and green eyes except yeah. it might not be like- oh it is it a hundred percent is no it a hundred percent is there's no way it's not <laughs> there's no fucking way that you have another like pale ass like mermaid lady with like a really hyper caffeinated sparrow (laughs) and a really serious real kind of like you know grubby who's been who's been through some shit you know (laughs) there's no way that that's like another trio besides our trio it is it, it is like evan is the same green eyes is like happy giggly good and blake has like ptsd like it's just like like i mean yeah <laughs> it's super accurate and like uh blake were you fun or are you just like so serious and sad i mean i feel like he's gonna need some time but yeah it has canonically been about a year and a half do you think a year and a half yeah exactly is that enough to get over all of that bullshit because i know it happened quick but 
The recovery is going to take a long time. Yeah. Especially, I'm sure he, as a sparrow, can't really go to a therapist. I mean, I bet that he can talk to, like, awakened people, though. Yeah, Um, that's true. And others and whatever. But yeah. But yeah, we haven't actually got to him yet. Um, The thing, I, I was reading this too fast the first time. Um, so I caught Evan, obviously, this is Evan, who shows up to demand fries and um, protest his, um, well, my name, or my my brain is not on right now. Oh, his mis, his misgendered, his mis, his being misgendered. Um, mm. He gets to protest that. He gets to protest but, that. Um, he also rightfully protests when Deidre's like, this was almost adorable enough to justify the lengthy detour. Like, I would get in my car right now and drive to Toronto <laughs> if I knew there was a fucking bird that would, like, respond to me when I talk and, like, hop uh, around. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my husband would, like, like live there. Like, he would move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, just don't tell Ben. Like, I know he'll never forgive you if he finds out, but still, like... You just can't tell <laughs> I mean, I'd be down to live near Toronto, except I have a job right private. now. But, you know. Yeah, maybe then, not right at Jacob's Bell. But. Yeah, because then Ben would be... Ben would definitely... No offense. He would definitely go beyond the trees. Because he'd be like, there's got to be some rare species back here. Oh or like God. some bullshit. Like, I'm sorry, Ben. But and you know it's true. You know he would go back there. Yeah, especially for birding. He's yeah. convinced me to do wild shit that i ever like basically like drive down roads that should not have been driven down <laughs> um like there's a reservoir in our town and um there's a ledge like a like a dirt ledge around it um and there's like grass on it and he convinced me to like drive around it but there's not enough room to turn around and so like two-thirds of the way around it gets like filled with like bushes essentially and it was like well it's too late we are driving through these bushes <sighs> and i kept thinking we we're gonna get arrested like shit like that has happened more than once so yeah that would be dead. <laughs> um, yeah he would definitely i mean i feel like even if he got sucked into the abyss though he'd make a damn good abyssal bird watcher you know <laughs> he'd be a good birder and I feel like he'd still be happy as long as he could be a birder. Yeah, I think part of the problem would be that, like, if the birds weren't the same, like, if he couldn't positively identify them, you know? But you don't think that, that like, he would be like, holy crap, like, this is a whole new, like, category of birds. Abyssal birds. <laughs> Maybe if he thought, like, oh, I get to name and categorize them, he'd have fun with it. Oh, my gosh. He would just, that would, yeah. Are you kidding? As long as he had his camera, his binoculars, he'd have a good time. Yeah, he would be fine. <laughs> he'd be f- he'd be fine. <laughs> I feel like you make him sound like this like absolute fanatic when he is, I think, like he is! average birder. Like I don't think he's like That's an average birder? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Look, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying <laughs> look, that's fanatical. Okay. It's Malia. Again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it's not. It's great, but I mean, he it's kind of fanatic. Um, when we were there for a couple or on Maui for a couple weeks, one time he took a bunch of pictures of the birds in 
mom and dad's backyard and they have like really cool birds and i never noticed um mm-hmm. but then ben took a whole bunch of pictures and dad asked to see them and so ben sat us all down and did kind of like a slideshow of like the birds in the backyard and like told them all like what they were and like where they were from that's like, really cool birds in hawaii are from all over the world in a way mm-hmm. that like they're not on the mainland just because so many of them are like introduced so he's like yeah this bird's from india and this bird's from china and like um it was really cool no that's awesome i'm not putting him down <laughs> believe me i think it's cool i think it's a cool hobby uh but it's definitely fanatic <laughs> okay it's it's the kind of thing where like if you're around it a lot you probably don't like it, it's it becomes normalized and if you're not around it that it's like oh my gosh this is a hardcore birder probably but yeah. I, I mean but i haven't seen other birders so i'm like he could be a very mild birder but that doesn't change that it's still fanatic you should watch um a movie um called the big year mm-hmm. um it's a really good movie and it stars Jack Black, Owen Wilson, and Steve Martin. Hmm. Okay. And it's about birders. <laughs> um All right. this concept where um like you you keep a list of all the birds that you identify throughout your whole life. That's called a life list. But then every year you have a bird list as well. Um and so some people will save up like a whole bunch of money and like time like all these things they can do a big year where they identify as many bird species as they possibly can um and so that's what this movie is about it's about three different dudes who are all going for a big year um and okay it's very funny Um, that's awesome yeah they like they end up in alaska for like a special week where there's this mating period of the sub i don't even know it's it's fucking crazy but it's like yeah ben would love to do that um has been like that movie or does he like the movie yeah it's a yeah i'll have to look that up sometime it's a great one that sounds funny Mm -hmm. rosamund pike is in it and um huh god what's her name i feel like yes rashida jones is in it it's a great movie (laughs) sounds awesome and speaking of birds um yeah i mean at this point in the chapter we know like evan is okay and that's very nice because evan is the best person in this story and deserves to have a good life and so um seeing him hop around and like get the fries yeah is really lovely um but yeah um he's like admits that he wanted to come back he wanted to make this detour and come to this place because this bird like hung out with him on this last road trip um or his road trip last summer i guess um and he's a great dude Although I guess he mentions that a little bit later. Um, he Evan flies off and Dom follows and goes through creepy dark trees and hears a laugh and does not say whether or not it is a creepy laugh. So that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> and sees an old woman or a girl with platinum blonde hair that the sun is bleached even lighter wearing a seafoam sweatshirt in the middle of summer sitting in the water. <laughs> with the bird and the bird is happy and dom is like are you a sparrow trainer and as he draws attention to himself another bird flies into his face <laughs> <laughs> because blake has no chill 
No. Um, and I don't, something about the way that Blake, like, will not engage with this man is hilarious um, <laughs> and upsetting. Like, Evan is very much, like, hopping around and, like, you know, like, looking at him and trying to steal the fries and all this stuff. And Blake is like, I am here. I am immediately next to you. I will not acknowledge that you exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a way that seems to be a, like, Blake is on the lookout for bad shit um as evidenced by dominic's story yeah. where he almost gets like clipped by a car merging into him and blake flies into the window <laughs> yeah it's like oh i love you blake it's like blake so has not changed no blake sees a person Danger. to protect right yeah he just goes right head first and he's like how what is the most self-sacrificial way to resolve this situation <laughs> Yeah. To be fair, I'm not sure what else he like what he a better but that's that's the whole thing with Blake. It's like I don't know what a better choice would have been in this situation, but also you flew into a car <laughs> <laughs> as a fucking tiny little sparrow. <sighs> uh. Yeah. Um and yeah, so Green Eyes has disappeared and Dom just allows his brain to not acknowledge that. Um <laughs> yeah like he's kind of like oh where is she but also it's fine um and the birds you know go with them and back to the bikes and mm-hmm. they each take their seat on the handlebars of you know each bike which is cute mm-hmm. um and yeah he's like tells the story and talks about how the bird went on the road trip through the states um and then said just like the really great bit of um they went as far as wisconsin and then they ditched him but then on the way back they found him again mm-hmm. um because you know like they're visiting the witch's grave which is really mm-hmm. sweet and mm-hmm. i love that detail yeah um and yeah he's he's like oh yeah i guess these dudes are kind of like guardian angels but like is like pauses and part of me is like, is that because you have some sense that angels fucking suck? Or is it because it's weird to think that a bird is a spirit watching out for people? Because I was going to say, I wonder if they would have gotten pissed off if he called them guardian <laughs> angels just because, like, fuck that guy. <laughs> angels fucking suck. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Yeah. Um. I wanted to look up Labrador, Canada. Because that's where they say that they're going. Is that a weird sign also connected to the angel? Because it's a dog. Oh. Um, apparently it's like Newfoundland, which is also a dog. Oh. Newfoundland and Labrador is the most easterly province in Canada. Hmm. I feel like I didn't know that it was and labrador i've only ever heard of newfoundland so hmm. sorry canadians uh you know what it's all right we learn something new every day and uh that's cool yeah it seems like a nice place to go yeah especially in the summer it's called labrador which i don't know the dog's probably named after the place <laughs> i don't know but still or the, the place that this place is named after something like that yeah yeah but i'm gonna pretend like it's named after the labrador dogs and that means it has to be a nice place yeah um but before they they go off dom suggests that they go check out this ghost town and the birds are like no fucking way 
And Deirdre's like, maybe it's like that sense that animals have when there's an earthquake or whatever. Like, maybe it's like, or there's like poison gas, you know, like maybe they know that it's bad and they won't go there. Mm -hmm. And Dom's like, yeah, okay, I guess let's not. And Deirdre's like, cool, because I had a really bad feeling, like the feeling that you described, like, before you almost died because Corrine <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going to mention it until now or something. Um, so, like, trust your instincts, Deidre. Like, like speak, speak your feelings. That's right. Uh, um, and <clears throat> Dom thinks about the girl in the water. And, you know, I think kind of is like, oh, maybe she'll hang out with these birds if we go by the water or something. Um, and Evan's like, yay, water. And Blake acknowledges Dominic's existence. <laughs> and so Dominic's like, great, water. Water it is. Because yeah. um, I was like, is Green Eyes pissed that Blake and Evan like fuck off to go on like road trip adventures and just leave her? <laughs> but presumably she can follow sometimes, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure um, she gets it. Yeah. Um, And I'm assuming that like going near the water will allow her to keep up um but yeah, yeah. like blake kind of gets knocked off the motorcycle but he he flies and the road bends and he flies straight and so he kind of catches up and evan's up there with him and you know he'll always catch up to him um for the whole trip because again like i mean they're they're spirits protecting motorcyclists um in this area and that's really cool um and yeah, I don't know. It's just presumably like Rose saved Blake. Um, like we know at least that she didn't just like completely obliterate him. Um, yeah, at the end of last chapter, and so like that's really heartwarming. Um, that like because Evan, you know, is kind of like you know Blake's alive. I'm alive. We can fix Blake. We can fix me. And like she did? Question mark. Um. <laughs> And that's lovely. I mean, it's it's kind of nuts that it's like you took flesh and sticks and eyeballs and turned it into a bird. Um, but if you could do that and make Gillette, <laughs> you could probably make a bird, right? Uh, is is Sparrow Blake, is Bird Blake a fetch? <clears throat> I mean, and that reminds me of the fact that like, we don't know, we will never know what happened to Gillette. <laughs> What happened to what? Sorry, I didn't hear. Joanna Duchamp. Mm. We will never <laughs> I was thinking about this. Did so they sort of are like, oh, the fairies, like, will they fuck off? Are they free now? And they're like, yeah, maybe they're free now. And like, did they just leave her in that house? Or like, what? Because <laughs> presumably you wouldn't be like, okay, go back to your family. Now they know that I imprisoned you for a year. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it's wild mm -hmm. yeah yeah um but then yeah the last line he he smiled accelerating content to be leaving it all behind uh also feels very blake and that's nice yeah <sighs> it's crazy packed packed wonder if it also is called that because it's all packed in together <laughs> it's all squished in there <laughs> it is all squished in there yeah it's like oh this happened in a very short amount of time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this was a fun story and has a lot of great characters. And I, I do wish that I had more of a resolution for a lot of them. But ultimately, like, it is a really good story about Blake. Um, yeah. How do yeah. you feel? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Pact? I love Pact. Um, and it's been nice being able to see your reactions to everything throughout. Uh, also have better insight um, than I had when I first read it. It's <laughs> for sure. Um, it's because it I'm reading it twice and like thinking about, you know, like, like you're analyzing stuff. Uh-huh. That is true. That is helpful. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, do you remember how quickly you read packed? I don't. It was after it was released. It wasn't like as it was being released or anything, mm-hmm. but I think it was pretty quick. I definitely like, cause I kept wanting to like see what the next part was. Uh-huh. So I was tr- trying to be like, you know, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's definitely a lot of parts that I didn't remember very well mm-hmm. um, until we reread it here. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of parts that I don't remember well. It'll be fun to like look back on the whole story at some point. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll be really cool. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think at one point I promised that I would do a poem for Alexis. Yeah, um, you did. I did think that she would, that we would have more of a re- resolution about her. And that is something that I'm sad about. Um, also, not seeing Tiff and Ty again at the end um, is something I'm sad about. But um, I found <clears throat> I found a poem for her, and having had her, or like having thought of her during this chapter, it also feels uh, like a good time to have this poem. Okay, uh, but I don't know why my throat got scratchy. I'm gonna try to make it through this, but this poem is called Weird Girl by Helena Manson, or Helena Manson. Okay. Weird girl, peeking through the mirror glass. Weird girl, sitting on a bit of grass. Sweet, peculiar little thing, who cut off your silken wings. They detested you and pushed you in their hostile quarantine, left you there unloved and lonely, guarded by a black, imposing, ogre-looking peregrine. You worked so hard to feel at ease. In the hole, you're left to freeze. You sang songs of lost companions and wrote tales about the trees, describing worlds and hidden peoples that await beyond the seas. With your charm and air of mystery, you allured the giant bird, who mesmerized, went on to help you, with a passion quite absurd. It fell in desperate love with you and followed you in every step. It hung his contour over you and placed his wings where yours should rest. Poor girl, poor bird, poor sick sad world, who cursed you both. Now where is left for you to go, and who will care to catch your fall? You stride as one across this godforsaken land, deserted, undiscovered, so vast and yet completely banned, hiding magic in your pockets and dreams so tactfully offhand. Weird girl, oh how you weep for the future that you'll never live. With the peregrine beside you and sparkles pouring from your heart, don't fret now, for we both know that the world is on your part. How do you find these? <laughs> this one was insane. This one was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That I did s- so well. I know. I searched approximately two minutes on Google and I found this. And I was like, 
what? Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed with your goose because, like, <laughs> like, it's like it's okay. Yeah, no, I'm not good at researching things on the internet, except oh. I guess apparently that's not true. Characters, it's just poetry for packed characters. Poetry for packed. <laughs> <sighs> you should yeah. try to s- i'm gonna i'm gonna really hope that i'm not gonna hold you to this but like if if you can find some poetry that fits poke i'm gonna be fucking <laughs> stoked <laughs> maybe only if somebody dies <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well that was a great poem um good job yeah. all right so um pale ultimate pale in comparison what all right, so like comparing, what do you think? And compared, to, how does how is this compared to <laughs> pale? Um, I was trying to think of a specific moment where um we see the kind of tears from someone else's perspective. Um, because that's mostly what this felt like in terms of like like I forget how somber Blake is. Um, but seeing him, you know, green eyes and Evan felt the like totally the same what i expected but that's because we're seeing them from like blake's perspective most of the time um and so like moments when we're seeing the kenneteers from the outside but i I can't think of any like innocent perspectives in pale um but yeah um oh one thing that that another thing i thought of was um like the the fried foods um like fried zucchini isn't something i've ever seen at a like burger stand and maybe that's because i like don't live in canada or whatever yeah maybe but i feel like walbo has a really like a knack in the other verse in particular for like fried vegetables and like kind of unhealthy stuff with a twist um in a way that's fun like i've had sweet potato fries but just like you know like the fried pickles that avery orders and different things like that felt very pale. <laughs> I mean, fried pickles are pretty big on the mainland over here, but true. Um, um, but there are a lot of fried vegetables that are like that sounds fucking delicious, right? It's kind of like oh, like it, it's just a little bit unusual. Now can so like going, just thinking about pale and going um, back to that. Let me see <laughs> when we come across the demon baby thing. And people were like freaking out about that. I guess looking back at that, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> I, I guess I didn't explicitly say demon at the time, but like, I mean, it it did talk a lot, like how Pose talked. Yeah, like it was very like, I will rip your insides out and put them on your in- outsides, and you'll wish that they were on the. Yeah. the- no, I like- mean a hundred percent. Yeah, is demonic or like an <laughs> an imp or, or something, but like, <laughs> um, but you know, let's if everyone in like the you know the ch- <laughs> the chapter like spoiler thing, yeah, that was but. like one of the first packed adjacent references of the story. Is that that's like why? that's like one of the ones that like sticks out the most. It's like one of the first things where it's like, holy shit, this is uh, it's it's happening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's some demons oh no <laughs> yeah i do i did have a sense reading pale that like the abyss was a bigger presence and we weren't seeing it mm-hmm. um like 
when we get Edith's interlude um and the the dad boogeyman guy uh that um is in the carmine contest and like like i feel like by the end of pale you know there's there's kind of a lot of abyssal stuff to the point where maybe and the average pale reader like gets it more um but at first it felt like this weird thing of like what the fuck is that <laughs> it feels yeah. like such a thing um yeah i still think that like eloise duchamp is uh one and then ainsley those are the most exciting packed references to me just because i don't know characters are fun Mm -hmm. yeah demons are fun too i guess (laughs) as long as you're far away from them yeah far far away all right um i know you didn't expect this part but i don't know it's time for a bold and specific prediction section (laughs) and i know what you're thinking what the fuck is there to predict but we're not done we have poke (laughs) so i need your bold and specific prediction about what the fuck is happening with poke because i don't know i don't know what you know about it or if you know anything but okay here's what i know or think i know about poke um it's four chapters i feel like i've heard that it's not technically finished okay um and then i think it has something to do with goblins okay and Elliot was really pushing for poke entries for the Till Death to Us part fan art contest. <laughs> so I'm assuming there's some sort of fucked up marriage or death uh, partnership something. Okay. That sounds like a great prediction material right there. So like, what do we have? What What is our <laughs> fucked up? Okay. First of all, is a fucked up marriage or fun- fucked up or like fucked up? romantic partnership fucked up friendship fucked up death um what kind of fucked up partnership are we thinking yeah i guess i was thinking romantic okay um and then like poke right is this some funny like facebook reference (laughs) (laughs) um is this uh some when's the last time you poked somebody on facebook yeah it's a little (laughs) um is it like some sexual innuendo that I don't want to think about. Uh, I mean, if there's goblins involved, what do you think? Yes. yes. Who's being poked with what? Um, <laughs> is that is that is that the direction you want to go on with your prediction? <laughs> I mean, I I think it's not necessarily literal, but um, you could be poked in the feels. It pokes your heart. <laughs> okay. All right, Malia. Okay uh okay fucked up romantic relationship um in what way is it fucked up as your bold as a bold and specific prediction okay it's i mean i want to say like between a goblin and a practitioner but we got like a potentially cute version of that impact so maybe a ghoul is involved where was the fuck wait where was the pact am i just blanking on that one of or did I say packed in pale? Um, one of Toad Swallow's old friends uh, is, I think, dating her practitioner, a practitioner. Okay, whatever her name was. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess. Well, okay. I don't know. I'll say poke is from the point of view of a goblin. Okay. I feel like that's bold and specific. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's not that. It's what? not as bold as I want. It's specific, but like, oh god. Okay. 
All right. If that's what you're going to say for that, that's fair. But then we're going to say, like, who's getting poked by what? <laughs> okay. Um, um, okay. Let's say an innocent human is being poked by, uh, uh, like, maybe it's like the goblin is, like, drawing power. Like, it's kind of like a Barney situation, but not necessarily drunken alcohol, but where they're, like, doing something to, like, feed off of this human maybe the it's a it's an innocent engaged to a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> okay yes okay. okay innocent human like capital i all right that's the kind of bold and specific <laughs> prediction i like perfect <laughs> an innocent human is engaged to a goblin yep perfect <laughs> all right <laughs> that would be fucked up I mean, it's fine <laughs> all right um all right our previous discussion question guys what's your favorite moment from pact we're gonna start from hobo oh man i shouldn't start with hobo demon because i what the fuck is this is um a reference to the fact that you copied and pasted something weird oh so fantastic okay for, for discussion question on the reddit thread you pasted this thing instead of <laughs> discussion <laughs> <laughs> whoops okay that makes more sense then i like obviously did not go back and check that but all right that was my fault um in, in that case i'm gonna try to read it um because it's my fault my ostru hey nay f gbu to seven whip slash html view AKA favorite moment from Pact is <laughs> <laughs> probably the Mags arc. Wildbow's arcs that are entirely or almost entirely interludes are always pretty great, but the Mags one has um, the greater than 9K reference that lets you know for sure what generation wrote this piece, plus improvised explosive devices. You know, a story is good when um, breaks into an alternate version of Pact. <laughs> one of the Goblin Minions says, the in dust wheel revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race <laughs> love it ripper 1337 says my favorite moment is probably laird's death dude has been such a thorn in blake's side the entire time then just threw blake's trauma back in his face and was so goddamn smug up to getting stabbed in the throat it was very satisfying it reminds me i don't think i did a poem for laird and that makes me sad because i love laird 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 i don't understand why he why he was like yeah i guess i'll die now it's fine anyway <laughs> your name is maird i don't know malia you've got use your googling powers <laughs> googling packed powers while i read this next part oh get a poem for the way you look at me a is for all my time powers <laughs> I is for how irritating you are. <laughs> R is for the real, um, <laughs> the real, the really, the really, the real fact that I am a cop. <laughs> What's D? D is for D bag. <laughs> Ta da! Ta-da! It's beautiful. <laughs> Just what he deserved. Just poor guy. Jeez. Yeah, it's weird. Like, 
for me at least, going from like, wow, I hate the Bahames to being like, wow, I love the Bahames. <laughs> yes. So Total 180. Funny. Total 180. <laughs> Happens. All right. Propaganda Pagoda. Bahames eating humble pie. Laird waking up with Poe's. And Duncan getting in massive trouble at his police job just because he can't manage to hold on to one nearly powerless, non-diabolic diabolist. At least Laird and Alistair get a bit done before they're all smug at you. Duncan was smug because he had a stockpile of powerful devices. Ostensibly, I can't, I didn't pronounce that right. (laughs) Ostensibly, so much raw power, even Duncan couldn't fuck this up. Um... The Lake Tall says that their favorite part of Pact was the Null Arc, um, which is probably my second favorite part of Pact, um, or favorite arc. But anyway, they say it was so cool to explore the Abyss, plus we got the plot twist that Blake was an other, plus we meet Green Eyes, and the other favorite part would be Evan finally getting to be a Firebird, which That's pretty was great. very hype. That was super hype. Captain Rhino says, one of my favorite things about Pact is how relentless it is, particularly the second half. Arcs 12 through 16 take place over a single, albeit magically extended, night, which with virtually no let-ups. As for some specific favorite moments, Ornament in 2.5, Rose complaining about goblins in 3.5, Blake almost escaping for the first time in 5.2, and then the reveal that Duncan can time loop him back to the beginning... The horror of what Pedrick did when he steals Maggie's name in 8.2. Blake fighting a dragon whilst being made of wood in 14.4. Yes! I love that part. Um, Blake slash Rose's machete turning into the hyena in 16.8. Very cinematic. Also, I feel like this uh, Google Docs is being kind of a dick because they are acting like favorite with a U is an incorrect spelling. Which Well, it's right. It is an incorrect well isn't it like is isn't that one of those things or like in some places with an extra u yeah and they're wrong (laughs) damn okay it's the british spelling i know that's what i'm saying it's fine (laughs) it's not wrong it's just different and google's like fuck you we're gonna underline it in red and be like did you mean favorite without your extra you know what? If if they want to add an extra verb or vowel, I can't spy my saying things that make it's no fun. sense. It's verb. Yep. Just add, add an extra verb to the middle of the word. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, if, if you want to add an extra vowel in your word to be fancy, you know, that's freedom. Right. Who are we to stop you? Who are we to stop you? It adds extra embellishment. It's like indeed extra sparkle yep. to your word. Anyway. Also, Captain Rhino, thank you for reminding me about Rose complaining about the goblins because it was so fucking good. And also the whole time loop thing in the police station. This is such oh, a good man. book. So good and so so uh so mad. Um Misi One calls out their favorite part in Pact as being in Art 15 when Rose allows Blake to possess her. And they say, I feel it's the most powerful moment for capturing Pac's rejection of unhealthy status quos. Rose and Blake have been told by everyone in the universe that they are destined to fight and kill each other. They literally cannot exist together and must work to rectify this. Them being on the same page is inherently unhealthy. So what do they do? Tell their companions, fiance, and 
mermaid girlfriend, the abyss, and the universe as a whole to go fuck itself and team up, carrying this energy (laughs) right through until the end. Not even the entire system of karma can prevent these two from teaming up to do what's right. I fucking love that. Also, special shout out to when Blake re-manifests the hyena at the end of arc 16. It's funny as hell and proves the universe has a sense of humor. That is pretty great. Yes. Yeah, that really does like encompass like all of Blake. Yeah. In terms of like, fuck y'all. Um, I do love that too. Definitely. Um, I would like to shout out our favorite moments. And I've thought about this. I don't know if you have. So I'll talk. <laughs> like, damn it. I have a bit, but not enough to have actually well mine will be messier it's fine yeah this doesn't have to be like detailed or uh we're gonna talk more later on too yeah um but thinking about it really quickly um the first chapter is probably my favorite part of the story um but that's usually how i am i really love beginnings i don't know if it's because authors spend so much time like with the beginning because it's like you know, I mean, with a web serial, right, once you start publishing, you kind of have to keep going um, to keep yeah. up with your whatever. But like that first chapter doesn't have a time limit. You can really like like pilots of TV shows, right, are usually like hopefully like pretty well polished and stuff because they had time and then it wasn't like a time crunch. But mm-hmm. just the mystery of it all and fucking Grandma Rose and like the Thorburns are there, which is always fucking great. And like it's i love it um the like molly's dead you're next it's so epic um yes but yeah arc 12 is probably my favorite arc uh you get the thorburns you get um the tenements um we meet the true hero of the story mr grimace (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then i don't know why i sort of picked these out but like sandra's interlude was probably my favorite interlude and then I was thinking of who my favorite character was, and I don't know, but probably Evan. Um, it's hard to beat Evan. He's so great. But yeah, the you, with all due respect, you evil rancid cunt, or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you beat that? It's like, did you really mean that? And yes, I really <laughs> fucking mean that. And she's like, this is my man. <laughs> like, I, I approve. Mm-hmm. <sighs> She could have said something like, I've made you what you are, and it would have been the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I agree. It, like, I love the first chapter. It's, like, super epic with, like, Rose, like, smashing the mirror and uh, the <laughs> getting tricked by the pizza guy. Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's just That's so a really great moment. Dark. Um, I really I liked the when they were looking at I guess the books and kind of going into detail about like mm-hmm. learning. Um, really really liked all of uh, Grandma Rose's diary entries. Those were so cool just to look back on and then see like this poor little innocent child um, talking about how like you know she you know got whipped until she peed pink and like you know just really sad little things and seeing. How she obviously grows up and, you know, loses all that innocence. Um, and let's see. I really, yeah, I liked um, all <laughs> Blake's, uh, poor Blake. <laughs> like when his uh, multiple um, things with Conquest where he had to go and like uh, to deal with poos. Mm. Um, 
like all that was like really creepy and interesting um and when he bound the hyena um and just like seeing evan kind of before and then kind of getting to kind of come into himself is Mm. fantastic Mm -hmm. um the whole like yeah with like getting sucked into the abyss pretty much like Mm -hmm. getting eaten um it's great (laughs) well it's not great but you know um but i really also really like the part um where all the thor burns like go into the abyss and (laughs) they all have all that really awful stuff like roxanne with the the bugs crawling underneath their skin and then um kathy in the fucking book something about that it was like fucking horrifying (laughs) and i loved it like oh my gosh it's so scary (laughs) and i loved it so much um and i really liked the last arc too um Mm. especially like yeah i don't know when jeremy makes them all drunk i just i don't know something about that was kind of funny i mean like i don't know if it's supposed to be funny but just was like this is the answer get everybody drunk right now and like (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah um everything about the barber as well very interesting reading about all that like the history and stuff yeah fucking loved it It it's great yeah it's yeah there's so much in this story um it's so good yes very very good all right so this is the time where we usually talk about our new discussion question um so we're going to kind of talk about like what we're going to be doing next um we want to go over poke because it's a fantastic idea (laughs) so (laughs) we're going to be having two episodes on poke and then Mm -hmm. we're going to be wanting to do kind of an overall episode where we talk about the experience of the podcast and um have like a Q&A type of deal so I'm thinking as our discussion question if y'all could just um send us questions that you have about any other thoughts about the story or about um how it was recording this podcast or like uh what our favorite dessert is I don't know whatever the hell <laughs> you guys want to ask us about um please do so and um for that last episode we will put those in and answer some questions um and feel free to ask anything that you want i mean i can't promise we're gonna answer everything depending on if you take that like really really literally <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah ask us anything you want and uh does that sound good malia yeah um i think that's good like and yeah it can it can be about whatever but you know um we'll be talking about pact uh we'll be talking about poke and we'll be talking about pale um and so and then also this podcast um it'll be fun to go over my predictions and um we might reminisce on some of the weird shit we've talked about uh so just whatever yeah. sorts of questions you have. a lot of like said <laughs> packed poke pale podcast predictions <laughs> <laughs> alliterations uh, love it that's great. That's not a bad. Also, Malia had a great idea. She wrote down. <laughs> um, um, yeah, well, I'll figure out how to do this, but um, it could be fun to talk about uh, in terms of our podcast. If y'all talk about or vote on uh, your favorite episode title, 
uh, fun fact, maybe a t- our tangents or predictions. And so I think that um, I'll reach out for um, nominations. Um, I might make a form or so- like a Google form. Um, and then um, before the last episode, we can put out a little poll um, because, yeah, um, we're pretty funny. <laughs> That's one of the things that we, you know, we we like to make jokes. We like to have fun. And it, it'd be fun to That's reminisce right. on um, the wild shit that we've said in addition to the wild shit that Blake <laughs> had to live through. So That's right. I like that, you know, we're not we're not being modest we're like we're we're pretty fucking hilarious <laughs> we're just funny we're, so, really funny. we're pretty funny pat pat ourselves on the back here uh so yeah <laughs> like part of me was like is this too like immodest and too like us talking about ourselves but i am really curious as to like whatever like what everyone has thought about and i noticed sometimes there is discussion about the podcast episode or what or the title or whatever so yeah the facts are yeah yeah but i listen to other podcasts and they're like we don't want to talk about ourselves i'm like what do you think i'm listening to you for so (laughs) yeah yeah that's true just leaning into it (laughs) leaning into it yeah (laughs) all right so um yeah keep keep all those things in mind and send us questions and We'll most likely be putting out an episode next week, um, if not the week after, um, but probably the next week um, about poke. Yay. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question slash send in your questions for us and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering Poke chapters one and two. All right, I've got three fun facts today because it's like our it's like our freaking last episode, basically, guys. So <laughs> gotta go big. All right, um, all right. Number one, I honestly, it's it's kind of two facts, but I can't remember if I told one of them already. So I'm counting it as one. Okay, so Abraham Lincoln, he was in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. That I can't remember if I told y'all or not, but I feel like I might have. But if I didn't surprise <laughs> he was in the wrestling <laughs> hall of fame um he had like 300 matches and only lost one of them um which what? is kind of insane <laughs> also because that's not enough for him uh he was also a licensed bartender he opened a bar with a buddy of his uh mr barry um in 1833 called barry and lincoln it unfortunately closed because barry decided to drink the majority of the bar's alcohol supply just not great for business fortunately he decided lincoln decided to become president and uh, you know he's had a think his career yeah so he uh anyway um fact number two in ancient greece they believed redheads became vampires after death i think 
Thank Grace greatly because of their pale skin and sensitivity to the sun. Uh, so rude. Which is like, I guess that makes sense, but kind of a dick <laughs> move. Okay, and this last fact is my favorite. Napoleon was attacked and defeated by a horde of rabbits. What does that mean? So Napoleon Bonaparte, <laughs> one of the greatest military commanders of all time. <laughs> okay, so like... Uh, okay, so I guess like in July of 1807, they were celebrating the Treaties of Tilsit, which brought an end to the war between France and Russia. So they did a traditional rabbit hunt. So um, Napoleon's chief of staff arranged the festivities. Um, it says here with anywhere from a few hundred to 3,000 rabbits, which I guess it's a, that's a big difference, but I don't know. <laughs> so, but a fuckload of rabbits. And said so they expected them to behave as normal when they were uncaged on a field. Rather than run away, however, the bunnies began swarming Napoleon and his men. <laughs> Though Fuck amusing yeah. at first, the situation quickly overwhelmed some of Europe's foremost military strategists. According to General Paul Charles Friend. Adrian, okay, Henri, I don't know why I started reading this name. I can't pronounce the rest. It's like it gets harder French. According to this general guy, um, the intrepid rabbits turned the emperor's flank, attacked him frantically in the rear, refused to quit their hold, piled themselves <laughs> up between his legs till they made him stagger, and forced the conqueror of conquerors, fairly exhausted, to retreat and leave them in possession of the field. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Having ceded this crucial territory, Napoleon retreated to his coach and thought the bunnies would show mercy. They did not. <laughs> With what historian David Chandler has described as a finer understanding of Napoleonic strategy than most of his generals, they continued their siege until the coach fled the scene. The reason for the creature's aggression? Berthier, this uh chief of staff guy bought tame rabbits from a farmer rather than trap wild ones and because they hadn't been fed that day the hungry bunnies swarmed the men they assumed were there to feed them <laughs> uh, good for them absolutely so good so good i love it um oh. such a good fact all right well triumphant it's triumphant and uh yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know, I guess there's more historical accuracy to Monty Python and the Holy Grail than we thought. <laughs> Napoleon was defeated by bunnies, you know, like, how will anyone else cope? <laughs> I mean, like, up to 3,000 bunnies trying to attack you for food. I mean, yeah, that, that would be <laughs> that so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, uh... All right. Anyway, guys. That's it for now, and uh, we will be back with Poke. Indeed. It's hard to say goodbye, but, <laughs> but we'll be back. We'll be back. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>